The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Am I going to the doll? I am. Oh, no, they wouldn't elect me in a fit. No, I'm going to the doll. Talk to uh, Social Democrats TD, Holly Cairns. This ongoing row, uh, unseemly, very unseemly row, about the new National Maternity Hospital. And to be very complex, to be honest with you, I, I trying to get my head around it. And trying to see both sides here. The government trying to tell us everything's grand, it's all tickety-boo, we've leased in the place for 300 years, there's no problem, we don't need to own the land, but we will own the hospital. And everything's fine, and it's all done in legal contracts and guarantees. That's, that's coming from one side. From the other side, you're looking at the history of the Catholic Church and its interference in the health of people and its interference in the treatment of women. Holly Cairns, good morning. Good morning, PJ. It does seem as if they're going to sign off on this, leaving a lot of people with concerns. And there'll be a lot of people with fingers crossed that they're right. Yeah, and you just said there that it's really complex and you're trying to get your head around it. And I think most people are in that boat. And ultimately, there should be no complexities or confusion around ownership for a national maternity hospital. And just before we go into the details of the lease agreement, those complicated issues, the history of church control of women's health care, there is kind of an overall and broader point as well that has been kind of drowned out in this debate, which is that the taxpayer is funding a one billion euro hospital. Yeah. And then we're going to gift that to a private company. That is a terrible deal for the public. And that has been somewhat lost in the discussion because there's so many other really important issues to address. But I just want to make reference to that first. Explain that, that bit that for me, though, Holly, because it will be a public hospital, will it not? It'll, it, it'll run, it'll be run by the public health service and it'll be sitting on land that is leased to the state for 300 years. So what private company is involved in the day-to-day running or is it? So yeah, we keep hearing, and actually you just referenced it there at the beginning, that the government will own the hospital and St. Vincent's will own the land. Uh, So the ownership issue is dealt with in Schedule 1 of the lease, uh, where in black and white it says um, that it will not be state-owned. And I can read out that wording, but it's just not, it's very clunky, it's not really good airtime, but it says... um, in terms of ownership, the first schedule, the premises, all that part of the campus being the property shown on plan number two, and therein edged red together with any buildings erected or to be erected thereon together with all additions, alterations and improvements from time to time thereto or thereon, excluding the airspace above the height of, and they haven't inserted the measurement, and the subsoil beneath the premises. So they absolutely will own the building. But PJ, like just, I suppose before, like I said, going into those kind of the finer details, there's the the issue of the one billion of taxpayers' money being gifted to a private company. That's yeah. outrageous in itself. It flies in the face of Sloan's care as well, in that like this was a cross-party agreement that we would work towards, you know, a public health service, getting rid of this two-tiered system, no more private health care. And then the government are gifting a one billion euro um, hospital to a private company. That's ridiculous. Then there is the issue of how this is actually happening. So if you zoom out and like you said, look at Ireland's history, 
around our religious orders and giving religious orders control, especially of women's health care, it's particularly harrowing. So we had, you know, the Magdalene Laundries and the mother and baby homes. And in this dual term so far alone, we've been dealing with legislation around the Adoption Information and Tracing Bill, the burial Burials Bill, the Redress Scheme for Survivors of Mother and Baby Institutions. We're dealing with mass, unmarked, child and infant graves throughout this country mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that the government is even suggesting that our national maternity hospital be gifted to a holding company owned by the sisters of charity is it's like some kind of a sick joke is the only way i can describe it and it's evidence i think of the disregard they have for people suffering in those institutions it brings gaslighting to a whole new level when an organization that systematically abused young women and girls for being pregnant will be gifted mm-hmm our national maternity hospital, and it's the biggest investment in women's health care ever in the history of this state. Mm. And like a bit of more recent history is that this deal goes back to 2013. It's the making of two previous Fine Gael health ministers, Leah Bradcar, Simon Harris, then this government. And since then, since 2013, when opposition have said that there should be a compulsory pur- purchase order issued, they say that will delay it. So they've been saying it will delay it since 2013. I mean, mm. y- you couldn't make it up. And then during this time, from 2013 to now, the Sisters of Charity actually promised to gift the land to the Irish people. Needless to say, that never happened. They instead gifted it to their own holding company that they set up. And now they want us to take their word to trust them, even though they just told us they'd give us the hospital and then they didn't. So due to the fact that understandably people do not trust that, the Cabinet decision to go ahead with the deal was postponed for two weeks to give the public and the opposition time to review these legal documents for the deal for the first time. They were only made public last week. Mm. So those documents, like you said, it's difficult to get your head around. They're very complex, but they do not alleviate any of the concerns around ownership and the operation of this hospital. So we keep hearing, like I said, that the government will own the hospital and St. Vincent's will own the land. The ownership issue is dealt with in the first schedule of the lease, where it is in black and white that it will not be state-owned. Then, of course, everyone so it'll will be, have Sorry, Holly, it'll be a state-run hospital run by the state health service. But you're saying they'll be doing that within walls that are effectively owned by a private company. St. Vincent's, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, so it's it's not going to be state-owned. And then, of course, everyone will have heard the Taoiseach and the Minister for Health repeatedly saying, sure, it's only a 10-year year for 229 years. That's just as good as ownership. For one, we all know that no lease is the same as ownership. That's just obvious. And secondly, the lease agreement is dealt with in these documents, which were only released last week as well. That's in Section 4 of the lease. And this also includes the conditions that govern that 10-year rent right? So in these legal documents, the rent is actually defined as 850,000 per year in the definitions. And and that seems to have been very carefully pushed aside by some people. At what point would it kick in that we have to pay the full 850 grand? So yeah, the document, uh, so it sets out that that is the rent. The rent is not tenure. The rent is 850,000 per year. And the document set a list of conditions that if breached, will result in the rent reverting back to the 850,000. One of those is the hospital not being used for, quote, clinically appropriate services. Now, you will have heard that phrase a lot in relation to this discussion over the last while. There are, PJ, 
in these documents, they're very difficult to sift through. There are pages and pages of definitions, right? Basic things like the definition for National Maternity Hospital, the definition for ACT. All of them are defined in the document. Mm. And then, notably, the only phrase in all of the legal documents that has not been defined is that one clinically appropriate. Now, and the Taoiseach has said in response to this. Yeah, mm. sorry. Here's a question, a layman's question. So, we know the things that should be allowed to happen at a state maternity hospital, and it's a very long list. Is it a thing, Holly, as you're reading of this, is it a thing that if the St. Vincent's group doesn't like something that is being done in the maternity hospital, it can bump up the rent to 850 grand a year? Yes, that's set out in the terms of the lease agreement. And so we know that other hospitals run by St. Vincent's, for example, I've seen a document that says they only provide, for example, sterilization when it's like clinically needed rather than an elective surgery, something somebody wants. And so that is why there is such concern around the term clinically appropriate. So So if St. Vincent's don't think it's clinically appropriate, the rent can revert to 850. So when Stephen Donnelly was saying last week and when Micheál Martin was saying last week, Absolutely anything legally allowed in law in this country will be done at the maternity hospital. They're leaving out a bit where St. Vincent's can say, well, you can do what you want. If you want to do that, you can do it. That's no problem. But the rent goes up. And if that is the case, why is clinically appropriate not just defined in the definitions alongside things like ACT? And the Taoiseach has said that the phrase was actually actually inserted by the HSE to make sure it would not be, for example, you know, cardiology or something carried out in the hospital because it's a national maternity hospital. It has to be clinically appropriate. But if that's the case, PJ, this is an interesting point. Why does the fact sheet released by St. Vincent's Holding Group refer to certain areas of the hospital being used by St. Vincent's Hospital Group to provide, quote, other health services in hospital, such as dermatology. Dermatology has nothing to do with maternity services. But the explanation so that was there'd be more than one hospital on the site, now, to be fair. Yeah, but then, so the point is, how does that clinically appropriate, using the Taoiseach's definition of the phrase, stand up? He's saying the reason that has to be in there is to ensure that it's like, oh, maternity services, not things like cardiology. But then St. Vincent's Hospital Group's fact sheet talks about dermatology. So the Taoiseach's defence of this clinically appropriate being inserted and not defined doesn't even stand up for a second. And then another question arises from that, those other health services like dermatology, would they be private or public? You know, and just one last point on the, the those documents, a side point kind of worth noting is that Schedule 2 of the Options Agreement outlines the circumstances in which the state would be able to buy the site. <laughs> so the important thing here is that the legal documents already envision a scenario in which the state could buy the hospital. And that outcome is specifically provided for in those documents that have been published. So why doesn't it just buy the hospital? This is the thing they keep saying, oh, we can't. It's actually set out in the documents how they could. So of course they could. But on the whole, the Mm. thing is, there are very legitimate concerns about this, not just from the public or from members of the opposition, but from board members who dissented on this, from legal experts, you name it. And the government is making out, like in the Dáil yesterday, that we're playing politics. There's nothing to be seen here. It's the same nonsense over and over again that the government says, if you, for example, criticise an unjust redress scheme for survivors of Magdalene laundries or, or of mother and baby homes or a burials bill that legislates not to intervene in most mass graves in the country. They say 
you're delaying it unnecessarily if you criticise it and you're mm. causing hurt. They're saying exactly the same thing about the National Maternity Hospital. Okay. It's word for word, the same playbook, and we cannot keep repeating the same mistakes over and over okay. again. 60% of the public don't want this. Why should we have this? It doesn't have to happen. I leave it there, Holly, for no reason other than time. Uh, Holly Cairns, Social Democrats TD for Cork Southwest. Cork's 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.